Let's go. Truett Insurance and Bonding Hotline. John T., are you with us? I am indeed. Hey, how are you this morning? Uh, I was so excited about this. This is John T. Edge from uh, the True South TV show on the SEC Network and uh, author, and uh, you got all kinds of things going. But I was going to say, man, you got one of the best voices in the business, and uh, it just so (laughs) happened that uh, True South was on last night, and I got to catch uh, two shows as prep work for this, and it was awesome. I'm so glad. There, There are two shows running right now. There's one that just started, and um, another one coming up in nine minutes. Man, oh, well. I, I, I'm not kidding. That is one of my favorite shows. I mean, I think uh, your storytelling ability and all yeah. that, I want to get into how y'all kind of had the idea. I love uh, uh, everybody relates to the food aspect, but the For kind sure. of the community aspect is it, to me is genius. And then uh, the way y'all weave it all together is, I, I mean, it's just such a great idea. But I saw the one last night on Jackson and I hadn't seen that. I thought it was excellent. Yeah. Uh, man, out of all the shows y'all do, kind of give the background of how you got into it, and then, you know, maybe some of your favorite stories out of it. Sure. Um, so this is our fifth season. Um, we began in, in 2018, and uh, the genesis of it is um, myself and Wright Thompson, our executive producer. Um, Wright's the senior writer for ESPN, lives about four blocks north of the square here in Oxford, Mississippi, <laughs> uh, where I live. And, and I am four blocks south of the square and, and right now our old drinking buddies. Um, so um, He's another great voice, is. by the way. I always, yeah. I always try to balance out which one of y'all have the better voice when he does the Yellowwood <laughs> spot. It's like, man. Oh, man. Wright's got a I, – I mean, Wright has this kind of commanding – voice that um no one should try to emulate because it would be impossible uh but um yeah i mean it's it's a real friendship and a real collaboration I mean, that's how this begins and it begins with a bit of ego too like you know we're two sons of the south right grew up in mississippi right around clarksdale i grew up in georgia um, near macon a little town called clinton um and we're both writers in our cores um, who write about the South along with other places and had a sense that most shows about the South get it wrong. Uh, I mean, that's the ego part of it. Right. Um, that, you know, that lean too much into the moonlight magnolias, want to, you know, kind of um, paint this glorious picture of the South when I love this place deeply, but I find it a far more complicated, and because of that, far more interesting place when you try to get at what the South really is today. Not what it was, not not what it's going to be, but what's it look like now? What's it taste like now? Um, who walks the who walks the streets of the South today? And, you know, eating cheeseburgers and Handy Andy here in Oxford, um, we started talking about that and then came up with a really simple way to tell the show. Three acts, two restaurants, one big idea. Well, and that's the name, right? True South. Uh, uh, That makes sense. I was watching, for example, the Tompkinsville, Kentucky one. I knew nothing about that. And what I love about it is, you know, I I love what you say. It's kind of the flavor of each city. So y'all do such a great job of establishing the culture of each of those towns. I've never been to Tompkinsville, but I want to go now to R&S Barbecue. I want to go play marbles in that venue, and I want to go get a burger at Dovey's. I loved, even when they were talking to you about the secret sauce, I love this little quote. Uh, The lady said, as she was mixing it together, she said, ultimately, we measure it by our ancestors. And, you know, that, that's the kind of culture that I think um, I think you were drilling down to try and to try and salvage. Is that right? 
Yeah, I mean that that um that line was amazing. You know, it, it's the whole show is that right. You know, they depend upon the past to to make possible this present. And you know, I, one thing I'd say is that I don't think we're trying to preserve anything. You know, it's it's like this is documentary. This is what does the South look like right now? Right. Um, and and how do we show it to people without all the obscuring stuff, without all the BS? What's it really look like? And you know, like I'm working on a scout now for the show, and we're we're looking at a a Vietnamese restaurant in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Um, would that be how somebody have defined the South 30 years ago? Maybe not, but it's what the South looks like now, and that mix of old and new of immigrants and you know people who are six generations deep. Like, how do you get all that into a show? That's what we're trying. How, how do y'all? How do you pick the? I mean, out of the you know zillions of restaurants out there, how do you land on you know the ones that you want to pick and sort through the possibilities? I mean, there's a combination of things. Part of it is I've been traveling and writing about the South for 25 years now, and Wright's a little younger than me, but but um, he's making up for lost time. Um, <laughs> you know, we both spend a lot of time wandering and looking um, and eating. So some of it is places we love, places that we know about and want to go visit. Um, and it's like the whole of the 12 months of a year or one big scout. Um, we're looking for possibilities. Um, we're lucky now, um, five years in, five seasons in, that we get a lot of suggestions from viewers, too. Ah, sure, sure. Um, you know, I want to hear from people. Um, you know, I want to hear from people you know, who watch the show, understand the show, that, you know, we need to find two restaurants in one place that are really good, and then there's some bigger story. So think about Tompkinsville. You know, Tompkinsville, if we – we have to have all three components to make it work, like the marble playing and the, the kind of beauty of that small-town culture, the sure. obsessiveness of those men. Yeah. Like, without that, Dubby's and R&S – um, we wouldn't have had a show. We need all three. We need that great barbecue place, that great hamburger place, and this you know cohort of men who gather to play marbles in a place they call the Superdome. We need all three of yeah. them. <laughs> well, I mean, there's so many great events, you know, that people. I, I, I guess some people know, but I'm just I'm thinking like the the Dominoes tournament in Andalusia. I mean, there's so many things that actually draw crowds in these towns and are interesting stories. I just I think you found the perfect venue for this. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Perfect vehicle. Y'all are generous. We love doing this. I hope you can hear that in my voice. Like, it's it's a goofy thing to make a television show. Like, I'm talking to you from my backyard tool shed. That's my, <laughs> that's my writing office, and I find it ridiculous that I get to make a TV show. Oh, man. But I do. Well, so here we are. Probably my favorite one that I've seen was, uh, was it Cozy Brown's down in uh, Mobile or Pritchard? Yeah. That was yep, an amazing yep. story pudding. to me. Yeah, pudding out pudding. there. Yeah, <laughs> it's. Uh, yeah. I mean, I just uh, if like tell that real quick of. Uh, it, yeah, so I, I fell in love with this place. It's just you know just north of of Mobile and Pritchard, right near Africatown, in a predominantly um, black um, part of Mobile. A really rich place, rich with history, um, and I fell in love with the fried fish and shrimp and grits on the steam line at cozy brown's a place that's open from i think their hours are like seven to seven seven days a week oh like, wow and when you see a restaurant that serves those kind of hours 
Um, it's like seeing a restaurant. Any restaurant that opens at 4.30 in the morning serves working people. <laughs> yep, and, yeah. and the chances are it's going to be really darn good, too. Yes. Um, but I fell in love with Cozy Browns because of that fried fish on the on the steam line, because of, they have three different kinds of grits on the steam line. But that's an indicator that there's something interesting there. It was the food, the hours of service, the way that parking lot was like a Jenga puzzle. Like, you know, to get in and out of that parking lot, people are four deep in the parking lot, and somehow they navigate it and get in and out. Um, that was a tell. But the real story is getting to know Mr. Brown, um, who owns the place, him telling us a story, like, you know, he was pretty soft-pedaled it um, about, um, you know, getting to, into a tussle with a kid yeah. who was trying to rob him in the parking lot of his restaurant. The kid shoots Mr. Brown. The gun goes off yeah. as they're struggling for the gun. Um, Mr. Brown um, goes to the hospital. Um, Mr. Brown begins to recover. Mr. Brown hires back. Yes. Or hires the kid who shot him amazing. because Mr. Brown believes in second chances and he told me third chances and fourth chances. Yeah. Right. He hires the kid who shot him to work in his restaurant uh, because he believes in redemption, because Mr. Brown believes in kind of um, his belief system. Christianity is part of it, but also it's just this moral core of who he is because he believes that kid had a rough time growing up. And he knew himself. He had a, his own encounters when he was growing up. He was lost, and then he was found. It's a, it's forgive seven times seventy played out, isn't it? We're we're on the air right now with John T. Edge, the host of the Truth South uh, TV show. You can see it on the SEC Network, and uh, I was able to stream it out of uh, Hulu. Um, I, I, yep. I think it's interesting too what you're saying about uh, you know these are some hardworking people and how myopic they get with respect to their operation. I think it was the Athens Georgia show. Uh, you really hit a home run I think and finding this location outside of town it was really sort of at the crossroads of a couple of roads uh, and there was a really neat Mexican restaurant and uh, that was operating out of a gas station if I'm not mistaken yeah. and then there was a really neat uh, a barbecue place that was operated you know literally within eyesight of one another and I thought it was remarkable that as best I could tell from your show uh, you introduced those two restaurant operators to one another and there seemed to be a great passion and affection for one another and probably a bit of a surprise that golly we knew of each other but we'd never met yeah i mean that that's one of my favorite episodes that was a very it wasn't the first to air but it was the very first that we filmed okay um that's my old college town athens georgia so there were a lot of factors that mattered to me sure um you know that the place in the back of the gas station um it was worked by um pablo river and pablo um <laughs> is peruvian um, and he does serve some Mexican dishes on the menu, um, but the thing that everybody loves is his um, roasted chicken and yes. ceviche. Um, so in the back of a gas station, it, what used to be a, a fried chicken joint, I think it's like Sunday dinner or something like that was the name of it, um, in this kind of wide spot in the road just north of Athens, Norwood, um, you know, directly across the street from each other is this Peruvian gas station restaurant and a barbecue restaurant, pretty traditional barbecue restaurant, working class, hardworking black folks, working class, hardworking Peruvian folks. Yeah. Um, and we did a little social engineering at the end because 
the whole show ended up being about what those groups have in common yeah. and yet the divides that separate them. So you invite everybody over for dinner, they sit down, they get to know each other, and that's how the show ends with those two restaurants and the families that run those restaurants joining together for dinner and this big metaphorical possibility for the South illustrated in that. Yeah, no, it was very well done. Yeah. And I just thought it was remarkable that it was remarkable that it was your show uh, and those dynamics of, of, of your show and production that brought them together, you know, that, that it hadn't yet occurred, uh, you know, prior to, to your introductions. Yeah. You mentioned that was the first one you shot. The first one that aired was actually about Birmingham and uh, you did the right. bright star and Johnny's and, uh, I, I caught the first show from when it came on and been a fan since, yeah. but, uh, I mean, Thank both you. of those places were, are, are just such, uh, particularly the bright stars been around forever, you know, are such institutions here. And, uh, if anybody that's listening has not seen true South, man, check it out. Yeah, I think, sure. I really think you'll like it. Uh, thank y'all for the belief in the show. We love making it. And, and, you know, there's this momentum building for the show now that we've got 20, one twenty-two episodes in the can and they're running and people are finding it and it's just it's it's a joy well what what kind of is your future direction with that and i know you i know you know you've you've written some books and uh what are, what's on your plate for the future well we we've got um you know two more seasons of the show when we got renewed this time we got renewed um for uh for a three three season run so Great. that's a lot of my head um I'm also, um, I've been writing now for 20-something years. I'm writing now about my work and my life over the last 20-something years, trying to make sense of it, trying to make sense of my arc from small-town Georgia where I grew up to small-town Mississippi where I now live in a South that's rapidly changing. So I'm writing a, a memoir about um, my time in the South. Um, then I work at the University of Mississippi as my day job, um, okay. and uh, I love that work. Um, I'm a writer in residence for the Department of Writing and Rhetoric there, which means oh. they kindly pay me to do some writing and some teaching. Um, you know, life's good, man. Yeah. Good. Well, hey, man, keep it up. Uh, again, I, I, I can sit here and talk to you all day. We oh, got to run. Sure. Uh, but have a, have a fantastic weekend, best wishes with everything. Keep up uh, the great work. Cause I, if nobody else does, I certainly enjoy it myself. Oh, I, I may too. be your biggest fan. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, y'all are, y'all are generous. Y'all are, y'all are kind. I'm glad to have joined y'all and we've got our next show coming out. January 8th is the next premiere. So where's uh, that one? January be? 8th. That's our season, um, episode five for each year. We do almost like a road trip show. Um, oh, like the one up the one Mississippi? Kind of, yep, yep, exactly. Um, exactly. Well, so, I, uh, there's some Alabama stops in there. I'll, I'll say that. Okay. Well, it, it's. I tell you what, and before I let you run, I'm going to say the the best thing y'all have done, you make people want to go visit these oh, for towns. Sure. I and then yeah. not only do you want to go, you actually would love to tag along with you guys, yeah, you know, right. but uh, right. I think that's a huge accomplishment. But anyway, man, enjoy your weekend, and thanks again for uh, Fitness In. Of course, I enjoyed it, y'all. You have a great day. All right, see you, John. Thanks so much. Yeah, John T. Edge, host of the True South TV show. Uh, Yeah, so tune in January 8th for the uh, season premiere, the road trip, and as he says, a little bit of a teaser. There's going to be some stops right here in the great state of Alabama.